0: You are listening to the Fresh Thinking podcast. Finlay and Simon chat with friends, colleagues and clients around business and philosophy. Hi there, welcome to Fresh Thinking with myself, Finlay and Simon. How are you doing, Simon? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Finlay. Yeah, it's
1: been a while, but uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 good. Um, Wanting to get back out there into the real world again, like everybody else, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, keep keep keeping
0: optimistic. Good, it's nice to see you. And we're joined today on the call by Joe de Silva. Hey, Joe, how are you doing?
2: I'm well, Finley, and you? Yes.
0: Good, thanks. Good. Now I obviously know you, Joe, as the the brains behind McGregor's. Bar and bars to be soon and um, Bog Bain and in Inverness. Uh, but why yes. don't you tell us a little bit about your yourself and what you do and your experiences
2: so far? Um, well I always laugh when people say, What is your job title? And I actually don't think I can give a clear definition, but I guess it's more about... Um, we have, as you say, Bogbane Farm, which is an event space and a wedding venue. Uh, it's set in, in um, old 17th, 18th century barns oh, just outside Inverness. And um, more recently, uh, Bruce McGregor, my husband and I, we um, we, we put together McGregor's Bar, uh, it's uh, the concept behind McGregor's was that it is a place to meet, to experience the best in Scottish food, music, and drink. And um, our, our thoughts behind the whole thing was that Scotland is such an amazing place and full of incredible people, and uh, we wanted to put together a space where people could come together, enjoy. The very best of Scotland. So, uh, with Bruce being part of the band Blazing Fiddles, he travelled Europe and across the world, and had always uh, bemoaned the fact that there you could go anywhere, but there, there was all these Irish bars, but there didn't seem to be any Scottish bars. So, hence the kind of uh, idea behind McGregor's Bar was born.
1: Great, yeah, yeah. I've I've always thought it's. Um... <laughs> A bit of a national disgrace that there isn't because uh you know you can get you can tour around Scotland um and you'll go into pubs and you'll get a ham sandwich between two bits of of Warburton's white bread. <laughs> and uh you know, I th- I've always thought we could do so much better than that. Um yeah, I so know yeah, it's brilliant. I absolutely get where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it was it's been a, a great experience. I mean we we've been so fortunate. We we won um bar of the year for the past two years uh, from the trade body, which is our, I suppose, for want of a better description, our Oscars. Um, and we never expected that. You know, we, we put it together with the idea it was a place for people to come who didn't necessarily want, uh, you know, a youngsters bar. I mean, we're both in our 50s and we wanted to find uh, the idea being that it was, it was somewhere you could go and you could sit down. And the person next to you, the chances were you could have a good conversation with them because there's so many places that you go into and they're not designed for people over 30. Um, it, it's very much a young person's place. And what we wanted to, 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 to get the idea behind was it's a place where you can come, you can sit and you can enjoy a drink. The music's not too loud, right. the whole feel of the place is just a nice gentle good quality was was what we tried to create so we we're, were delighted when when we, we we swept the board pretty much the past couple of years with awards so it's been a it's been a great few years um to to, to, to get behind us up until now
0: and you've, you've done fantastically well and i think um i mean i totally understand why you have um so you know but you're very modest saying that you're surprised but but you touched on the theme that I was hoping to develop throughout this um, conversation today, Joel, was that design. And, and you've actually framed it up really nicely because you've spoken about how you actually designed the experience. So you've thought about your customers, potential customers, you know, people like you who like things like you. And rather than just being focused on how a place looks, you've actually Designed a space for people, uh, thinking about how they're going to enjoy the space and the whole experience. Because, yeah. as you said about McGregor's it's actually about meeting and enjoying people's company and so on. So, uh, was 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 there a kind of process? Did you did did you work that through in the design?
2: Well, I've got a kind of interesting background. I suppose I have. I've travelled a lot. My parents live out in France and. I mean, they've been there for over 30 years. So France has a a, a, a huge influence on my design style and I've renovated so many different, I think I'm onto property about twenty, twenty-two. I think. Um, But interestingly enough, when I came to do the bar, although I'd had um, a a lot of uh, changes happened up at Bog Bay in the event space, the bar was the first place I'd ever designed that was very commercial and was designed from scratch as a commercial um, entity. And I remember years back, you know, we, we, in France, that they, they've got this great skill of you can look at things in France and they just look so pretty and perfect. And I'm sure Simon will relate to this. My yes. mum said to me, she said, you know, when, you, when you, you design something or when we look around, you're just looking at that little corner and making it look beautiful. And if you oh. look at every, <clears throat> every different space and make sure it's beautiful, your overall design kind of comes together. And I think Simon, from the, from your pictures and the work that you do, you can probably very clearly relate to that statement. Sure
1: totally i mean you know the devil is in the detail without any doubt and sometimes um you know that the right detail can speak volumes um and, and particularly visually uh you know if you can home in on something which kind of encapsulates the whole idea that you're putting across then you're halfway there um and i, I guess maybe you I, I haven't obviously seen your um your bar but maybe you've got lots of little different um, kind of cameos that do that and build up an overall impression of of what you're trying to put across.
2: Yep, it's exactly exactly that. I mean, yeah. the idea behind the bar was obviously we wanted to keep that sense of Scotland and the best things that Scotland can offer, but at the same time, the last thing that we wanted was to have a place covered in tartan and tweed because that is not what modern Scotland is about. You know, there are some amazing creators and. You know, people creating tweeds and 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 you know tartans and fabrics and sure. and all these things that that you never see because a lot of time when people put together a Scottish bar they think it has to be that shortbread tin look. But what we what we took was um, the idea of a an old black house, um, which were, were very. Right. Prominent in the islands, and that sense of nature and stone, and having a lot of natural materials, but then the fact that we're so close to the Scandinavian countries, so taking those clean lines of the Scandinavia and combining the two, so you ended up with a space that had that sense of age and felt like it had been there for a long time, but at the same time felt fresh and clean and and new, and yet yeah, very much taking areas for example we have an area just next to the wood burning stove and it's a lovely old stone wall and it was quite interesting when we started to strip the place back because we, we actually did a lot of the stripping back ourselves and we were stripping back these layers and layers of plasterboard and wood and eventually we came across this beautiful old wall and uh, and Bruce said my goodness." Um, The building had belonged to his dad in the 70s. It had been a car showroom originally. And Bruce said, he said, I remember pointing this wall when I was 12 years old. I said, well, it's a good job. You did a good job because we're going to keep that one. And it was a nice um, sense of when we were exploring the building, we didn't instantly say, this is exactly how it's going to be. We let the building, as it showed itself to us, so for example, that lovely old stone wall, we, we let that shine through and show so now we have on that part of the 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 wall there's a a nook that that moves back by about a foot you'll have seen these in lots of old traditional houses on either side of the fireplace and in there we have like old accordions and um, fiddles and things so we've made it a feature point and really taken what was there and made it into something to give an essence of what the whole design concept is about
1: amazing it's interesting because I think one of the main, um, the main things about design is allowing people to use their imagination rather than just throwing it straight in their faces. Um, I, I used to do a lot of... Uh, I lived in South America for 10 years, and I did a lot of advertising work there, and a lot of it was special effects work. Um, and I learned through that that all you need to do is you need to give people a hint of something and they'll fill the picture in themselves. Whereas if you throw the whole story at people, they don't react to it, respond to it so well. Um, if you can push people gently in the direction that you want them to go, people will respond to it and they'll uh, they'll build their own picture. And I guess that that, that that's um, that's very much the whole brand concept, isn't it, Finley? I mean, that's uh, yeah. giving people a, a field to go into and. Uh, yeah.
0: For, for sure yeah I mean I, it's, it's funny sitting here t- t- taking notes and I'm underlining story here as well just as as you mentioned that mm. um, but firstly I think it's clear that we have to do a road trip up to Inverness to go to the bar <laughs> right. so that's a given what are you
1: doing tomorrow <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. so on our to-do list and we'll 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 go and we'll go and do an outside broadcast how about that <laughs> I think mean,
2: that's a great idea. Yeah, you need to be there to feel the the yeah. whole space. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, guys. A great well, we'll idea. We'll
0: Come and do that. We'll we'll come and do a, a a fresh discussion in in the nuke as you as you um, tell us about it. So yeah, my um, I'll kind of unpack that a little bit more. I I know the bar. And Bruce laughs when I say I'm an investor because I think I uh, managed to invest at the smallest possible level, but still allows me to um, to throw that. Around in conversation, (laughs) Um, and and I love the story. And you're right; it's a big part of what we talk about when we're consulting around brand. Mm -hmm. People get fixated by the logo and the visual identity, but we really like to get deep into the the story, the emotion. And you used the word essence as well, Joe. And so you you understand the essence of that building, and we try and connect that with the essence of the brand, and it's all connected. Um, And uh, knowing the building, the stories, the cameos, as you put them, Simon, are really fun things that if you want to find out the story and you dig a wee bit deeper, the pulpit, you know, I've stood at the pulpit and there's a story behind the pulpit or the lovely, the the lamp, like Chandelier Joe, there's kind of provenance there, isn't there? Yes,
2: there is. I mean, it's, it, the, as you say, Finlay, the, the whole bar, it was crowdfunded. And uh, it means we have a huge number of investors. And because a lot of the investors were people that, that both Bruce and I knew, it puts uh, when you can put faces to the people who are investing in what you're creating, it's a huge pressure because you don't want to let them down. And you want to make sure that they get the best value that they possibly can from their investment. So part of what we had to do, and because money wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a huge, huge, massive pot. I mean, we we raised one hundred and forty-two thousand pounds from our investors. So to renovate the building and make the design and make the design work, it meant we had to be very, very clever with what we did. So a lot of what we got was not new. It was it it was bought secondhand, or it was found, or people gave us bits and pieces. And one of those um, items that you talk about is the huge chandelier we have, the bar split into two. So on the other side, it has a different feel than the Scandinavian feel. It's more a kind of, um, I I suppose, like a whiskey bar type feel to it. And one of the things that we managed to acquire was the old chandelier from Dingwall Sheriff Court. And it's an incredible, incredible um, chandelier. It's quite simple, it's just sweeping curves um, and then globes, but you just stand under that and you think to yourself, "My goodness, this chandelier has seen many sides of life in the Highlands." You know, you just imagine all those people who have been in Dingwall Sheriff Court for various offences, nice. and uh, <laughs>
1: it's,
2: uh, it has its own story to tell. You know, just simply from that chandelier. But the nice thing about lots of things in the in the building is they have a story. So when we're showing people around the building, we can tell the story of not just McGregor's bar, but the story of the items within the bar. So, in one of the, the the wee nooks, seating nooks, or the places that are cozy and comfy to sit in, we we uncovered. We took a section of of ceiling down and uncovered uh, two of those lovely metal um, lampshades, and it turned out that these were from when Bruce had Bruce's dad had his garage there, and it was Brian's office and it was the original light fittings from the office so those light fittings from way way back in the 70s still sit very proudly within the bar and they're really part of the story of that building itself
1: amazing yeah
0: yeah, yeah. no it's fascinating loads loads of great stories within the one bigger story and joe so thanks for Sharing that with us, um, I'm going to put Simon on on the spot here now. I'm not I'm not going to ask him if he's got any experience of Dingwall Sheriff Court. That would be unfair. <laughs> um, but so, changing direction a little bit. So we've, we've we've spoken about how important music is, obviously, to Joe and Bruce, mm-hmm. um, and in, in the bar, and we've spoken about your photography work a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but. You, you know, you compose a lot of music, and is, is that the word that we should use around music, or is there a design that you think about when, when you're working in music?
1: Um, I think probably the way I work is um, I sort of zone out and get, get, get uh, an initial idea, um, and once that idea is in place then I build on it using, I guess, using formulas that I've learnt through life. And I th- actually, formulas are, 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 are at the basis of an awful lot of what I do in photography as well. You know how to do things. You know how to achieve a particular result, and you use that process to achieve it. And I think I do that... Um, in music as well. But it's, I, I, I guess, that the, the music process is much more intuitive in a way. Um, there's kind of um, less between <laughs> the, the, the brain and the, uh, <laughs> and the actual hands that, that, that you're performing with. It's um, a kind of direct connection. Um, but again, it, yes, I think if you're trying to p- produce something that, that, that's crafted, um for example, something that has to be three minutes long you've got to think about it and you've got to use uh you've got to use every trick in the book you can to to achieve it, but in the same way you know sometimes i mean the, where I always get it wrong is I try to throw the kitchen sink at things and um, <laughs> of course, that kind of negates what I was saying earlier that you know a little detail is very often sufficient um and I find that i'll 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 record a piece of music and then spend the next uh couple of days stripping it back and taking out what I've already done until it until the message comes across uh, a little bit more
2: clearly it's actually really interesting when you talk about the concept of music as well because I mean my original background was in media and part of the design process and I'm sure you'll you'll be able to relate this Simon to the the conversation about music is that you know you're creating different textures and different layers and you know what I call light and dark and a different sense of emotion in each you know section of the music and so um yes yeah, simon i think you can probably relate to the the sense of it within music and also within design the idea that um it's got a flow and there's light and dark and different yep. layers to the mm-hmm. music and you can easily carry that through to design too
1: absolutely absolutely actually I had an interesting um example of that was uh, um, I did a a guidebook for Schoon Palace a few years back and um, of course what everybody wants in a guidebook or at least what they think they want is a a four square shot of the of the palace on the front cover but I managed to get a shot just just a, a sort of throwaway shot of light coming through a stained glass window and it was projecting this wonderful stained glass pattern on a piece of the old um, the old plasterwork. Um, it was a totally abstract shot. And uh, I managed eventually to persuade them to use it as the front cover of the guidebook. And it spoke, uh, you know, it spoke volumes about the place. Um, and, and, and that kind of focusing on the detail, focusing on an aspect, quite a moody aspect of the place, um, kind of summed it up. Um, It was it was a bit of a battle to persuade them to use it. But in the end, they did. And and it worked well.
2: And it creates, I mean, I think for a viewer and someone looking at that picture,
1: Mm. it
2: makes them want to come and see what was behind the picture. You know, so what part of the palace is that picture from? You know, it creates a sense of inquisitiveness rather than just something being straight in your face.
1: Yes absolutely absolutely uh, again it, it allows uh, it allows the person to use their imagination, um, which is uh, you know which is really important
0: and i was just I was just wanted to to pick up on on something um that you you said right at the start when you were talking about um the music composition, Simon, and then I think it's relevant to what you were saying about that work for palace. <laughs> yeah so i i know you like to describe the work that you do is trying to find the magic yes, and, yes. You know, so that sounds like one of those moments when you're like you know what this is it that does that but you also said when you're composing you just you zone out so i'm wondering if there's almost a kind of subconscious element and, and joe maybe does this as well in some of the work that she's done It's it'd be hard to explain it's very intuitive that you've just there's something that comes from somewhere else, almost.
1: Yes, I mean, um, we spent, my, wife, my wife's a, counselor, a relationship counselor, and we have a lot of conversations about all kinds of stuff. And one of the things that we talk about is where feelings like this actually come from, where do they start, and it's a, an ongoing conversation. Is it, is it something you're actually born with or is it something that is the result of your experiences? Um, I mean, I think I'd probably sit firmly on the fence <laughs> and say it's a bit of both, really. Um, I mean, I know that sometimes the music that comes out of me is definitely connected to um, childhood. Uh, um, and I, I do a lot, of, when I'm doing landscape photography, I'm quite into doing very minimal um pictures where you know there's one tree sitting in the middle of a field of snow or I mean that kind of thing um my wife thinks that I'm thoroughly miserable and depressive and why would I want to take <laughs> these kind of shots but there's something there I mean that that's very much about design they're, they're very simple lines um and I don't know why it all you know I don't know where it comes from really uh it's just uh, something that clicks
2: I think it's, you know, it's an emotional thing as well. I think if you are involved in any sort of design or or anything creative, there is such a huge emotional element to what you're doing. So, I mean, I think we can all agree that, you know, you do feel very emotionally connected. I think we're all part of um, anybody who is a creative, it's a sense of emotion and a sense of feeling that you get. And you can't really describe exactly see where that comes from it just comes from just somewhere in, to do or the right to the what someone is viewing have that emotion that you have felt as you have been putting it together
1: yes sure um and sometimes um <clears throat> the more you try to get it uh, mm-hmm. the less it happens um and sometimes it'll just come out of the blue at you and uh, i mean i find this sometimes when i'm when i'm doing photography that uh, i'll be concentrating so much on one particular thing and i'll suddenly turn around and see something else which actually achieves the objective much more satisfactorily than what i'm trying to do in the first place it it just something clicks uh I, and i don't know whether it's possible to describe that process really um, agree more. um just intuition and uh,
0: and we we've now started to stray into another conversation or or debate around creativity um and can we ever get to a definitive answer on where that comes from um you know it sets up another show possibly to talk about jungian philosophy or something uh, possibly to to try and unpack that But I think it's a good uh, place to to stop the conversation today, and we'll carry on on our road trip to Inverness soon, Joe. So thank you very much for joining us, uh, Simon. Nice seeing you. Pleasure. Thank
1: you. Yeah, nice to meet you, Joe.
2: Likewise, Simon. Thank you.